Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, brave new world that has such people in it. Have you ever really thought about the idea that Demolition Man, the Sylvester Stallone movie, was based on Brave New World? Like, that's weird to me. I can see Gattaca being based on it. I can see Equilibrium being based on it. But Demolition Man, it just doesn't make sense. That's like someone read Brave New World 25 years ago and then just drank every day for the next 25 years and then was asked to write a screenplay based on Brave New World without rereading it. So here we are. Episode 2, Falling Forward with Dan Lassac. That's me. I'm, I'm Dan Lassac. Uh, last week, we had Mike Bithell on, talking games and all that shiz. And you know what? I'm blown away. I'm genuinely surprised at how many of you clicked buttons on my behalf. You know, went and did tweets and all that stuff. So, genuine, genuine thanks for that. I don't... I don't know how to sound genuine when I say thank you. As soon as I'm aware I'm being recorded or other people can hear me, all sincerity goes out the window. But, genuinely, thank you, mind blown. So who have we got this week, Dan? Thank you for asking, Dan. Well, this week we've got Neve Houston, or otherwise known as Chipsel, a music producer, makes most of her music on a Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, we went lo-fi. Is that all right? You, you good with that? It was a really good chat. We had to, we met up in, in that London. Um, she was staying at her friend's, but the reason why it's a little bit of an echoey recording is we were gonna do it in the flat and last minute things changed and we ended up having to do it basically in the foyer of a, a block of flats so lots of slap back and stuff but I've done my best to clean it up nice and stuff it's still a very good listen I'm not doing it down in any way but yeah just the more of a heads up than anything else but yeah Chipsel's awesome she was actually the first one I recorded although you got Micah's episode one it was the reverb that made me think let's just make sure the first thing people hear is the best I can do rather than one that has a bit of like noise to it. Now some plug-in. If you're here to listen to Chipsel, 
just skip ahead like two minutes or just just wait either one of the two no need to be impatient but i'm not gonna be offended if you skip why are you saying skip a bit dan like a three and a half minute conversation stop it so some plugs patreon.com forward slash dan lasack thank you everyone on there genuinely appreciate it the, you you paid for the recorder you paid for the travel for all of this podcast so uh you know it's, it's your fault this exists uh, anyone coming over from twitch.tv forward slash down the sack hello to you you've probably seen me like five nights already this week but hello i'm in your head but you can't see me for once um uh, that's it that's all i need to plug oh music the music on the podcast is all by me and it's on danosack.bandcamp.com it's free downloads or you can pay if you want but yeah i'm using that because obviously i can't use other people's music because of copyright and stuff is that all the plugs is that all i need to plug i don't know i don't like doing it i'm not very good at doing it but you know this is the world we live in enough of that you can hear more from me at the end Let's get started with the podcast, shall we? Introducing me and Chipsel in a very echoey room talking all things Chip Chip. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Nah. Nah. Just never do. Sleep watching the solo movie. Yes. I've still not managed to watch it. I've tried three times, but every time it's just like... The solo movie? Yeah. Uh, there was this show years ago mm. called Star Wars. <laughs> Do you know if you've... Uh, hmm. Rings a bell. Heard of that, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hannibal Solo, I think his name was. <laughs> Hannibal. Like, Hannibal Solo, that's it. And they used... We're recording, by the way. This is all gold. Yeah, This brilliant. is going in. We're <laughs> just going to come in. I'm just going to fade in halfway through the conversation. Handable Solo <laughs> in, in Star Trek. Handsomer. Well, I know he was Babylon 5, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're here in an echoey, echoey 
echoey. Very echoey. How many of those echoes were the echo, though? Oh, I That's mean... It's confusing. Um, <laughs> Do you know your reverberation calculations? Because I don't... Lots. Uh, <laughs> hang on. What's that? It's like 40 milliseconds, is it? Sure. Look at that. I don't know. We just made that up. We're audio people. So who are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Neve Instant, uh, also known as Chipsel. Have you ever Googled how to pronounce your own name? Yes, but I mean, like, for other people's benefit, not my own. <laughs> so if you do it, mm -hmm. you get, obviously you get proper Irish people saying it, mm -hmm. which is helpful. Yes. Or you get people who've just typed it into text-to-speech. Yes. So instead of Neve, uh -huh. it's Nimoir. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, hi, Nimoir. And like, I, weirdly unrelated to you, spend mm. like an hour one day text-to-speeching Irish people's names. Like, hey, I'm a ha. Aoife is the one who's like, I, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's what everybody calls her. Yeah, I, fuck. Hey, I, fuck. It was like a... That throat singing. Yes. That the monks do. There, there's actually a, a viral video that went around where this guy is like, uh, I think he's on live Snapchat or some live Instagram or something, mm. and then people are giving him like names to pronounce, and he gets Neve, and he's like, it's Nayama Ha! Nayama Ha! And he's like, it's Swahili, idiot! <laughs> so if you're listening to this right now, Neve, Chipsal, mm. Chipsal, you make electronic music yes. uh, for video games and for yourself yes. as a solo artist, not just for hiding in your house and, no. and listening. Although I to do it. that too. We all do. We all do. The... <laughs> you don't want to see my, pro my project files included. Oh my God. <laughs> I occasionally uh, do creation stuff. Creation stuff? Creative? I just, things? yeah, no, I create content. Human. I create species and stuff on Twitch. <laughs> No, but I do it on Twitch, and it's like, like opening the door to people watching. Mm -hmm. And every time I do it, I just the first hour is me going through project folders, listening mm -hmm. to those four-bar loops, and going, "I'm never going to finish this. I'm never going to take this anywhere." But it say it takes up like what fifty gig or something in yeah. your computer, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll get around to fixing that someday." I, and <laughs> I've been doing it twenty years, I say, mm. on, on a computer, like mm. twenty years. So I've still got stuff from then mm -hmm. as well. And it's just like, why do I keep this? this <laughs> They're memories. Nonsense. Are they me yeah. little snapshots in yeah, time of when, when... That's what, that, to be honest, that's one thing I really like about like, um, so we should mention this, I know uh, we were probably gonna get to it, we but were. with um, my music, uh, I kind of started with the Game Boy, mm -hmm. and then, so all the music is stored in those little carts, and then whenever you put it in, it's just like going through, it's like a trip through oh, time so still sort there. of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for, for a layman, how would you explain what's going on when creating music on a Game Boy? Okay, so, um, I, so I've been making music for like 10 years, and the Game Boy was my first choice of uh, like musical arrangement and composition and whatever. Um, so I was equally as confused by it whenever I started out. Um, and there wasn't like a whole lot of information about it on the internet. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, uh, so you get this, um, you get your Game Boy, obviously, and then you can get this uh, blank cart. 
Um, there's all different kinds. Some are plug and play and stuff yeah. where you can plug them into the computer. You download uh, the ROM for LSDJ, which is a common choice uh, mm -hmm. of software. And then you put it onto the cart, take the cart off the USB, put it into the Game Boy, boom. You oh, have wow. a... You actually can write your own cartridges. I don't know why that's the bit yeah. I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, oh. That was the wrong thing. Music, nah, Pokemon, what? what? <laughs> so, um, you could, yeah. You could put, uh, like. So the cart itself okay. is the software, but it's mm. using the chip within the Game Boy to create? Yeah, so once you uh, put the cart into the Game Boy, turn it on, ba-ding. As we all know. But so you basically opening access to the yeah. So you the, the synthesizer you're, within the game. Board. Yeah, you're you're greeted then with this uh, tracker format, which is like an old format for music uh, sequences. Well, people like Aphex Twin still yeah. use trackers. Yes. So uh, for you listening in, a, a tracker is a less visual, more numerical way of uh, sequencing notes, basically. So if you've ever used Cakewalk or one of those older sequences, that's how they do it. The first, before Cubase, Steinberg made them. Yeah, and all that kind of came from like the tracker format as far mm. as I'm aware, because um, the tracker was like the original kind of like um, way to like sequence music. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, one of the first ones to come in. Um, so yeah, you have LSDJ, and then, so you have this like, uh, the arrangement page, if you will, but everything works uh, vertically, is that the right? Yeah, vertically, rather yeah, it's than up horizontally. Down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so you have an empty space, you double tap A, that'll create a numerical va value which represents a chain, which could be seen as like a musical bar. And then within a chain, you have a phrase, and that's basically just where you input your notes. And you're like just your upping and downing numbers to change notes, and yeah, like so to you, bending pitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then so the way that it would work is that you then have like these commands that you can use to add like effects or whatever. So you would have, should we? No, no, that's fine. We, we, we sit, we're in a noisy lobby. I don't know if I yeah. said it at the start, but it's fine. We can cope. <laughs> you can good. cope at home. It's part of the vibe. This is, this is lo-fi. We're DIY, we are. It's true. Come that on. is true. We're talking music and game voice. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have these... Uh, uh, letters represent like different effects. So you'd have P represents pitch. Um, so yeah, if you're in the phrase screen and you like put in the note C5 or something, you then get to choose, uh, okay, well, I want this to be this instrument. And you can go in and change the envelope, change like different parameters. Um, and then down the very right hand co column, you have like another place to input like effects. So if you put a P and you put like a certain value, it can, you, it can go like pew. Okay. So that's kind of the basics. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, you have four uh, channels. C5 is what, two above middle C? Yes. Look at that. I yeah. used a musical phrase there, nice. middle, middle C. You know your stuff. Which I assume is the middle <laughs> C on the piano, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, C it's middle C like a middle child. Does it, <laughs> is it feeling like a me. bit left out? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> See, I'm, a, I'm the youngest, so I was, I was mm. spoiled. You're the baby. Yeah. The How do you obviously using a Game Boy as your starting point, mm -hmm. and you're still doing that now? You using yeah. a bit of modular and mm -hmm. shenanigans at this point, yeah. but grown up Game Boys. Grown up Game Boys. <laughs> but do you find those? It applies to modular as well. But do you find the limitations yes. benefit your creativity? Yes, big time. 
Um, so I did like just uh, Game Boy stuff for about four or five years or something like that. And then... And you performed when, with multiple Game Boys. And yeah, yeah, DJ yeah. Mixer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of the way... So you would have... Uh, you can have two or more Game Boys uh, for a set. Um, you can link two Game Boys together so that they're synchronized. So you can have like one time. full song or whatever. So, yeah. you know, there are some chiptune artists that play with four Game Boys so that each song has like two Game Boys mm -hmm. to have counterparts. Um, so, what did you ask me? I forgot. So, the, <laughs> does the limitations <laughs> yes, of the Game yes. Boy help your creativity? Sorry, yeah. Um, yes, big time. Um, once I started... Uh, you know, when I switched over to making music in a doll, it was the thought of... A doll's on a computer, yeah. just, just in case you don't know. On, yeah. on a computer. <laughs> yeah, a digital audio workstation. Um, like with a mouse. Like Logic or whatever. Yeah, with Logic I started with. And just the thought of infinite possibilities and the uh, fact that you can always make something better kind of super intimidating me. yeah i yeah. can't yeah, but, uh, hence why i have the huge project like yeah. folder of um, incomplete project files um i always find lsdj to be a lot more kind of like in the moment mm -hmm. um and there's a really good sort of relationship with um how quickly you can either make a mistake or come up with an idea or whatever and then how quickly you can just like copy that and go yeah i want okay, I like that bit and I want to like just adjust that slightly and mm. the ideas sort of come from what you've just like printed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, that does make sense. And I find that that's a really kind of holistic kind of way to create because you're kind of just, you have no structure, you have no rule set, you're just kind of going with whatever's like coming mm. into your head. And I find that I have never had that relationship <coughs> with the computer and with a doll, I feel it's always kind of like a struggle to go, okay, I have this great four, eight bar, 16, whatever loop, what do I do mm. now? Because you spend so much time sitting kind of like fine-tuning this stuff. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a problem with the, uh, you're adding layers in the way of creativity sometimes with, mm. a, with a door because um, if you're sitting in a front of a piano and you can actually play a piano, that's yeah. probably important. Which I can. <laughs> the only limitation is your fingers. Yes. You know? So it goes from your brain to your hands out the piano. Mm -hmm. Whereas with a door, there's, there's always that little clicky, clicky moment. Oh, God. The sort of little breakdown yes. in that. So your flow can, can always get interrupted. Mm -hmm. But um, that is still outweighed by the fact that if you can imagine a sound, you can actually make that sound. Yeah, definitely. You know, 30 years ago, if you could imagine a sound, you had to spend thousands on mm -hmm. high-end sampling or whatever to be able to get that sound if you could yes. find that sound in the world to sample sort of thing, which is insanity. It is, it's crazy. But the, so the, one of the things I like most about the limitations of the Game Boy is like, so where I was saying that you have like uh, these places where you can input numbers that represent sequences, you've got four of those, so you've essentially got four tracks to work with. Um, two of those are prim uh, uh, only pulse waves, so square waves, mm -hmm. uh, 25, 50, 75, whatever. And then you have one of the tracks is wavetable synthesis, so, mm -hmm. uh, and you also can do sample playback in that. 
and then the other track is noise, so you can't put your melodies or anything in there. So it's a literally just track, basically, such. yeah. So um, you have to fit like all the information into essentially three yeah, tracks. Yeah. And that's where things get interesting because like say for example I come up with like a little lead or whatever in the pulse one track or something. I'm like, okay, so there's that and here I'll do over in the wave channel I'll do like my kick and bass and then I'll shape some noise or whatever. Pulse two might be like the rhythmic section. But then you're basically you have the way I work it at least is that any empty space I try to fill that with like other little nuances. Yeah. Um which is where things get really interesting because to do something like that in Logic or Ableton or whatever DAW, Easy. you have yeah, but you have to like <laughs> sit with automation and go, oh, I want this note to be slightly more sustained, and yeah. uh, it just kills me. But I much prefer the quick, snappy. Just dialing in numbers. Yeah. 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 Which is a funny thing because that's why so many musicians at this point are moving to things mm. like modular mm -hmm. because you've just got it's in front of me. If I want it to sound more like this, I turn X Yes, that like immediate response, yeah. as opposed to drawing at automation and fidgeting mm. with stuff with your mouse. Like that just, I can't think of anything I, that frustrates me more. <laughs> but I suppose for structuring songs and things, just mm. recording what you've created in the Game Boy and then being able to edit and pull that apart. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, then you're basically just working with all your sampled material yeah. and then it becomes a lot easier because you're like, I've got, I've printed the basis of the song and now I'm just polishing it. Or layering and yeah, layering yeah. and layering yeah. forever. Um, <coughs> so Excuse me. you started with Game Boys, is that, because you come from Northern Ireland. Yes. Strabane? Yes. Yeah, nice. so you research, isn't it? Right. Isn't it? I did some Check research. that Wikipedia page. But small town. Yes, tiny time. Do you feel like that was an influence? Like... Yeah, I guess... Um, uh, hmm. Tiny towns with less to do. We both... I, yeah. I come from a place called Corringham, which may be twice the size of Strabane. Yeah. But still, a small place. Not a vast amount to do. So no, yeah. Sitting in my bedroom with the second-hand Atari ST I'd saved up for, yes. you know, clicking, making noises. Yeah always felt. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how uh, the internet completely changed all these like rural uh, mm. like kids or whatever, because I mean, that's basically what a lot of chiptune music is, is all these kids that were like brought onto the internet and then they're like, oh my God, there's like a world outside this time. This is insane. Oh, and it's insane. The chiptune community yeah. um, stick together. It's yeah. one of those things. As soon as you see someone doing something that you know you can do because you've got the mm -hmm. you've got the same Game Boy or, or whatever you're using because you can do mm -hmm. variations of this on Ataris and yeah. Commodore 64s. A lot of early jungle was yeah. uh, Commodore Amigas using yeah. those for the like eight bit sampling. You mm -hmm. had so little space to use. But... Yeah, men break, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as soon as you kind of hear that, uh -huh. you're gonna gravitate towards those people because. Mm -hmm. Being able to find someone doing the same but different yes. is always fascinating. Yeah, it was like, I mean, so like, yeah, tiny town, uh, small community, like everybody knows each other. Um, I was always kind of like, I'm going to get out of here one day, <laughs> you know, that old sort of thing. Uh, I kind of, you know, I appreciate it in so many other ways now, but um, yeah, I was always like, 
different, she said, both quotations, <laughs> um, and kind of like wanted to stand out and put myself like apart from like everybody else. And then obviously whenever I discovered Chiptune, I was like, this is me. Yeah. This yeah. has been me the whole time and I only <laughs> just found out. <laughs> I, I suppose, like, because obviously Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, both have big mm. community music groups. In, in my experience, there's always yeah. a bar that's got a folk band or For just sure, yeah. just locals playing together yes. in a disorganised fashion. Not disorganised, you know what I mean. Yeah, like in, in a, a jam just, sense. A jam sense. Yeah, that's the so, kinder way to put it. <laughs> well, it's, it's not something I ever kind of experienced until I was older, yeah. until I went to Ireland. It wasn't something that happened at my local, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. My local was men playing darts. <laughs> and, and no, that was it. It was just men playing nice. darts. There was very Inspiring. little music there. <laughs> uh, and, until Christmas and the darts team booked Chaz and Dave to play our, uh, play New Year's when I was like nine. Nice. Weirdly, me and Pip then got to play a gig with Chaz and Dave. Wow. At Glastonbury in this weird backstage BBC bar. Mm. It was weird because <laughs> like you got Chaz and Dave have just sound checked. Me mm -hmm. and Pip are now sound checking and Alan Yentob is just asleep on a thing and you're like, <laughs> just keep it down. I don't want to wake up Alan Yentob. I'm not even not really sure what Alan Yentob did, but I remember his name being important. He's important, let the man sleep. So, but that small town, I suppose with less distraction. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely a part of it. And even, you know, small town aside like we were outside of the small town in like the countryside mm. so oh god you were like yeah with, ow, ow. yeah with dial-up speed for years after broadband came into play <laughs> <laughs> um but that to go from there to then playing japan yeah. you've played japan haven't you? yes, yes yeah yes, yes. so how does I suppose the question, do like your folks, do your family get it? Like, Not really. This they is a do, guitar, Dad. But they just don't. think this yeah, is a guitar. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, <coughs> just coming back to what you were saying earlier, it's like, uh, yeah, Ireland is very much still appreciating like folksy and, and mm. bands and things like that. And obviously like electronic as well, but it's sort of like there's, there's a like, you know, everybody can appreciate a guy that can sing with a guitar sort mm. of thing. So then when you have someone that is like, yeah, I make music on a Game Boy, they're like, what the f yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, so yeah, I don't know, whenever I uh, picked up LSDJ, I was just like ridiculously enthusiastic about it. Um, and then within like a couple months, I had my first show in mm. Derry in the Nerve Center, who I actually owe a lot to because there was the under 18s nights where mm -hmm. they would always have like these um, local bands or acts or whatever come on and play. So I got to play a bunch of those, which gave like, you know, kind of footage of like a crowd of like 500 or whatever, which was like blowing the mind of yeah. like the chiptune community. They were like, what the hell? How the hell is she? Yeah. Got, how she got this crowd? But Derry, Derry is a beautiful city. Obviously, yeah, it's a yeah. walled city. It's mm. gorgeous. Obviously, but it still has a really strong idea of community. Yes. And it, uh, with time. music, it's communities within communities. Mm -hmm. So 
like you tend to find in those those sort of cities. I, is there any county that's city? I don't know. It's city. It is a city, yeah. It's city it is adjacent, city. at least. It's, uh, what is it? They have a bishop. They have a parish. They have a bishop. Oh, and there's something to I this. So it's like if you have a bishop, then it's a city or something, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's a city. Yes. But like, people are going to gravitate. Are going to go to the events in in those places when yeah. when there is a strong music community. You're still getting your indie boys mm -hmm. with uh, floppy haircuts coming to the chip tune <laughs> night. You know? Yes, exactly. There was people who, you know, were primarily like metal fans or whatever that mm. would go just because like it was something different and whatever. And there's a bigger appreciation for that then. It's, it's a weird thing with metal fans though because <laughs> electronic music and metal goes together so well. Yeah. Like, show me a metal fan who doesn't like, say, The Prodigy. Yeah, that's true. Really, there's not a metal fan that doesn't actually like the Prodigy. Yeah. There's, there's that overlap because it's not just the sound; it's the attitude. Yes. You know. Yeah, that's like, sort of punk aesthetic. Yeah, and yeah. you can make something like it. Which a, I think Chip Tune has too. Even does. if we make the happy bleep bloops, I think it's punk as hell. <laughs> what? It, I, I suppose the idea of, of punk is um, to not conform. Yeah, to not not just do the same as everyone else. That's true. This is why the Human League always go on about being the most punk band, because <laughs> they they could only play three notes on if the you have synth. To, if you have to tell people you're the most punk band. True. Are you? True. <laughs> I'm, I am the most punk. I am the most punk chip chip. We artist. were the punkies. <laughs> we would never sell butter. <laughs> Such a shame, isn't it? Uh, but you love it at the same time. Of, yeah, it's it's great. sort of right, but <laughs> he's he's very Brexit. -y. We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna let's not go there. Let's not. Yeah, yeah no, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> now talking chip tune and Brexit. And Brexit. <laughs> it's a difficult one. Like uh, I got told for my entire life growing mm. up how bad Europe were. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, my dad's not right wing, but like, he's very anti the whole yeah. European deal. But I can get why when he got the chance to vote, mm -hmm. he would just vote leave. Yeah. Because years of like whatever you'd already years. thought. Yeah. It was almost like before the referendum that got us into Europe, mm -hmm. he was that he was told it was bad, and it was just this is bad. This is bad for. 40 years, so of course, of course. You're going to change your tune, you know? Yeah. Having experienced touring yeah. in Europe and spending time, it's, it's like, this is all right, guys. Yeah. That's what I mean, I've lived, I, I had lived in England for years, and uh, every time I got to travel, like outside of England uh, and, and around Europe, I was just like, things are way cooler here. <laughs> but it's that thing as well, like, we imagine. As, as English people, we imagine Europe as something different to yeah. us. <laughs> like, but go to Germany, so, yeah. and they're, they're watching Benny Hill, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. Well, how more British can you get mm -hmm. than Benny Hill? Mm -hmm. And it's that, that weird thing of, we, it's just the language barrier. Germans yeah. are very, very similar to what mm -hmm. a sense of humour, particularly. Mm. I, when we used to do gigs in Germany, I could do dick and fart jokes all day, yeah. you know, yeah. and they were fine. They exactly. would like it. So it's just that weird thing of we've built barriers when just people like us, they're yeah. just trying to get on. It's just they care more about arts funding. 
Yes, that's true. <laughs> the amount of venues you end up in Europe that are like, how do you afford this space? Oh no, the government just give us the yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? The government gave you money. <laughs> so we've covered a little. Um, let's yank it back to soundtracks. Yes. It's like, so you've done, I've written down a few here. Mm -hmm. Spectra. Yes. Super Hexagon, mm -hmm. or Hexagon, obviously, the, the, the Game Jam original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interstellar. Interstellaria. <laughs> Stellaria. Um, like Interstellar, but with IA at the end. Interstellaria. The Chipped of the Necrodancer, mm -hmm. so which is which a remix like, version oh. of Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yes. And they allowed me to call it Chipped of the Necrodancer. They did. So I was like, thank you very much, because <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, octahedron. 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 Yeah. And you're working on Dicey Dungeons yes. at the moment, which yes. is announced and stuff, so you can Yeah, talk yeah, about it's it. in early access as well. How do you, how do you even get started with somebody else's work this is somebody else's baby mm -hmm. and they're they're asking you to teach that baby about music in yeah. a sense that's your responsibility it is yes how how do you begin and how do you get past the idea that it's somebody else's work i suppose no, yeah i'll be quiet no, no no it's fine it's um i mean it's something that you kind of have to ask yourself as well every now and then make sure that so it's you know they're they're going to come to you and assume that you have like the the know-how and whatever for the game which you usually mm. do but every developer is going to be a little bit different you know some people might have been working on the game for years and then they have like really specific needs of what they want or um they have a vision already and then you kind of have to just like try and put your story in there somewhere in some shape or form. You have to like try and relate to the project in some way. Um, which I remember uh, someone actually asked me that was like, does your, do you get affected by your projects? Um, which was interesting because I was like, no, no, it's fine. I just get on with it, whatever. For whenever I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> do. Like for Interstellaria, for example, you know, you're in space, you have like this team, there's the possibility of death at like, it's like any a, a management, or whatever. It's space management yeah. sim. Resource management, yeah. a little bit of exploration or whatever, and very akin to, um, I think it was Star Control, was mm -hmm. the game for like the, yeah. So I think he was really inspired by that. But it, I usually try and, um, once I get the concept art and I get the theme of the game or whatever, I try and like narrow it down to like one word or one phrase or one sentence or mm. whatever. And so for uh, Interstellaria, it was like beautiful isolation or like, you know, exploration, isolation or whatever. And when I look back on that, yeah, I isolated myself <laughs> from the entire world to get that soundtrack uh, finished. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because I think the healthiest way to look at it is that you have to put your story in there somewhere because if there's going to be some sort of unique flair or something personal about the music and the soundtrack, then it has to come from you. So you have to find yourself in the story somehow, mm. if that makes sense. Not for everything, obviously. Sometimes it's just like, write us some beats and you're like, I can do that. <laughs> well, well, like um, Spectra came about 
we can, we can edit out all the coughs oh, no, and farts. <laughs> we, we probably do some farts. In Just a bit. keep them in. It's fine. Yeah, the, the farts will stay definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Spectra <laughs> came from uh, your music first. They built a game around yeah. what you'd done, uh, which got me a world <coughs> record, which is cool. Did it? a world yeah, record? Yeah. It was in the the gaming Guinness Book of World Records. Okay, I was in, like, in what sense? Cool. It's apparently, the first. Uh, it might have it might have been specifically chiptune album to okay. be made to be the basis of a video game. Weird. Mm. That's actually mm. pretty rad to be Thanks. <laughs> in a book. It's in there, yeah. Like printed. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I'm forever. in two books this year. Well, that's there forever. I'm in books. Although we might be doing book burnings after Brexit. Brexit. No, I've sort of heard. No, because I will be there being like, this is me. I am history. You're Don't just keeping those two me. books. No, burn <laughs> everything else. Dostoevsky gets a fuck. Make I'm more in copies this book. of these. <laughs> <laughs> Print out my own Wikipedia page. I'm not put sure it in the why I went to Dostoevsky. I don't know why that was the first name in my head. Uh, Stephen King, surely. Mm, He's mm. had a bigger effect. Yeah. Um, but how do you re... No, how do I phrase this? So, you have an idea of what you've created mm -hmm. for somebody else's game. Mm -hmm. How do you find it when your opinion or your feel for something differs from what they feel? Like, I, yeah. Example: I wrote something for uh, Mike Biffle, Bit Hell, Biffykins, whatever. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I gave him a bunch of music, and the, he he picked out what he wanted me to work on from there. And uh, yeah. the one, one of the ones he picked for an emotional scene, to me, was a completely different emotion. And it was, it was confusing, but also enlightening to see somebody's different perspective on something. Like yeah. Um, personally, I find it very frustrating because <laughs> um, I, I'm okay to go ahead with it because, I mean, like, I'm freelance. And if I start being like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, I'm not going to get a lot of work. But um, when... It's, I would like to believe that when you hire an audio person, you're trusting their judgment on pretty much everything. Yeah, so, that's my job. That's yeah. what you're asking me to do. Exactly. Um, and a bit of back and forth is fine. And a bit of, like, obviously you need direction to like, but, but actually that's probably what a lot of it would come down to would be maybe a little bit of miscommunication because if you can get like solid direction from your uh, client or whatever, then mm. you shouldn't really stray too far from the line of what they're looking for. Um, I think in your case, it's just because you gave options and then they just go, oh, I'll take this one. I like I, it. Yeah, I tend to like to do the throw a lot at them because it makes them feel like you've done more, even though some of it, yeah. I'm just, I'll just, this one I wrote 10 years ago, chuck it in, <laughs> chuck it in, they'll never notice. It'll it took me five minutes to do this. <laughs> I am very professional. Um, that used to infuriate me yes. when you'd you'd spend you give them a couple of options and they go oh this one you threw in at the last minute and it mm. was three minutes work it's like why that one yeah I, yeah, yeah this one I actually cried <laughs> I was crying making it I didn't eat for weeks <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen the sun <laughs> the you touch on it working and 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 being a good worker being someone flexible and stuff. How, um, it's a DIY community. Yes. And then you get to use other DIY communities. Like Bandcamp yeah. is the most DIY digital download service, mm -hmm. you know. But how do you feel that the, 
The freedom relates to, say, the work in, in the sense of like self-marking and, mm. and self-pushing yeah, yourself out the door to yeah. meet a developer or a client. The, it's absolutely exhausting and it ruins my life, but I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great, but it, it can get really stressful because it's so not many people, like there are, but not a lot of people are in the position that I'm in where I'm selling myself as a performer and a like punk Egyptian artist <laughs> at the same time trying to be like, oh, but I'm also really professional and I have this side of me that is very beautiful and serious and hire yeah. me for your serious film and game well, work or whatever. And then I'm like advertising this one thing, obviously with shows. Mm. And then I'm like, but I can also do like a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, that, that's the thing, like, you, you do the sweaty dancing and the flashing lights, but then you do... interesting. But then you do, like, conferences and TEDx talks and yes. all that, yes. like... It... I'm a troubled soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I advertise to people. Troubled or wise, one of the two, it might be wiseness. Uh, wise? You know? Wait until I turn 30 and then I'll be wise. Are you not 30 yet? This no. is just rude. Is it? I'm going to turn 40 soon. <laughs> I am. Me and Pip didn't start working together till late. Like, he quit his job and started just busking. Nice. But like with a, tiny, <laughs> a CD player and a little speaker and mm. he would just rap at like cues to gigs. Like, yeah. Instead of like just doing it on the street, you would, well, these guys like hip hop. I'm mm. just going to shout at them for an hour. Um, and then and he made a career out of it. Yeah, and I, I booked Same. him for a gig and all that. But I was like 27, I think, when yeah. our first single came out. Mm -hmm. So I, we were all so responsible. Yeah. I always had a spreadsheet on me. When we oh, were touring, God. you know, I'd do the accounts. No. See, this is what I mean about the stressful side of it. Because as well as being split into these like two people that I'm trying to advertise, I'm also like responsible for everything to do with me. So that's like finances. That's yeah. like, I'm the cleaner. I'm the oh God, accountant. The, I I'm sacked the, my cleaner the other day. I would sack my cleaner I'm, too because she's useless. I'm me. no longer paying myself to clean. It's just, you know, it's yeah. gone past. Hey, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Good. We're doing a podcast right now. Are we doing a recording? Yes. We are, and you're yeah. now on it. Yeah. So you're going to have to say your own name. Uh, my name's Azur. 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 Yeah, nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you too. Cool. He's just been shopping, everyone listening. He's just been out in the world. There's chips in there. What else did you buy? Hippies, hippies. You know the... Why hippies? Oh, oh wow. Chippy puffs. Nice. This yeah. is the future. It is the future. It's supposed to be Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have a lovely one. Bye. Oh, that, that's staying in. That's staying that's in. That was, that's a moment. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the, uh, you know how podcasters do the little video that's just audio? Uh, and yeah. it's the clip. Yeah. That's going to be the clip. <laughs> oh, chippy puffs. Oh, no way. Just that. That's, here's chips or nothing about Wait, punks. Or... See if you can get sponsored by chippy puffs. <laughs> Chickpea puffs, very nice. So I was like thinking about that, like the the whole sponsors thing and advertising mm, thing, mm. and like there's the the high high horse highbrow Dan who goes, no, I'm I'm not gonna push for advertising and stuff. I'll I'll give people a Patreon mm. link and let them if they want to. 
do it. Yeah. But the truth is, mm-hmm. I'm a coward. Yeah. I just, the whole, like, <laughs> marketing myself thing. Yes. I really only started a podcast so I can find out how other people get work, so I might get some work. Yeah, yeah. Steal their ideas. But that whole... Nice. At least you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> but as a musician, mm. I, we are taught by all the former musicians not to talk about money, not mm. to ask your audience to buy your Yeah, but I think it's very important to talk money. And I think it's very important mm. to like be open about like, you know, especially like um, inside the community of people who are like hiring, uh, being like hired, hired work. Mm. Um, so that, because so many people sell themselves short mm. and they don't know the value of their own work. And then that in turn ruins it for the rest of us. Because if someone goes to someone and like they, um, not ruins it for the rest of us and like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. Not like that. It's yeah, like, yeah. this is how much money you actually need to like live, pay the bills and work on a project for like over two years. Don't do it for chips because, you know. Then everyone else has to. No, no but not even that. It's like, first of all, value your own stuff mm. and like believe that you, you know, have something to offer. Um, for your own sake and mm. then also just like it confuses the communication between like you know well I, I mean we were mentioning about this earlier uh, apparently one of the top questions on audio panels every time is uh, why should I hire you mm. like tell me why sound is important for my game well, <laughs> and yeah. you're like what <laughs> It's one of your senses. Have you ever watched a movie with no sound? Was it? Did it have the same impact? Did it have the same feeling? No. When music is good, mm. it doesn't have to get in the way. It yeah. doesn't have to be that. Sometimes a successful piece of music in a game or a movie is is an extra. Is a supporting character in mm. that role, shifting the emotion without yes. obviously telling everyone you're shifting that emotion. Yes. It's a it's a very strange industry mm-hmm. because there is still magic to it. There's still things that people can't tangibly, not everyone can, even if you watch every YouTube video tutorial yeah. on how to make chip tune or mm-hmm. whatever, there's still some little nuance that comes through the personality of the creator. Yes, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, where you kind of have to like slide yourself in there somehow. Yeah, And sort yeah. of uh, give something character, even suppose, if it's under someone's vision. I suppose, yeah, with Chiptune in particular, mm. we didn't actually talk about what Chiptune was really, but Chiptune is basically using <laughs> those SID chips and older yeah. gaming technology to make music. Mm. But because everyone, every chiptune artist has access to the same sound set. Mm-hmm. Like, your personality, you do not sound the same as um, uh, DJ Scott Jake from yeah. One Extreme yeah. to, like, uh, Shurabon. Yep. I always want to call nice. him. Go yeah. On. All right. Who else you got? <laughs> no, chiptune artist beginning with A. A. Uh, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> You've not met Adam. There is, and Adam gets awesome. See, I told you. There's Adam in there. You know your shit. you got uh, Dave. There's Dave. definitely Derris. So I think there is Derris Carlin. <laughs> there is He's done some stuff. Um, 
<laughs> See, my, this, the, the thing actually is that my experience of chipping is more people like DJ Scott Check, mm, mm. and through like um, nights at Electroworks in Islington, and then out in, out in my Reading, we had a night called Crack that would bring DJ Scott Egg down and then Ed Hardcore. And I think Ed Hardcore was the guy who wore a kilt and played an accordion. Played mm. like kind of break call with an accordion yeah, yeah. wearing a kilt. Yeah, sure. Um, but then That's you get. Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's punk. It's all punk. Everything's punk. But then we have like Clark, Chris Clark. Oh, wow, nice. Um, BVM and Barry's yeah. Bootlegs and just all the. You know the like weird electronic of that. Yeah, time. but it's it's kind of they're all akin to each other. Mm -hmm. They're all because if you do something far enough off kilter, mm. you every further away from the middle you move, the smaller your audience gets. Yeah. So people who make one extremely small niche piece of music mm -hmm. are gonna find other niche yeah, yeah, things, yeah, and then definitely. those overlaps happen. Mm -hmm. You know. Like, it's one of those things that, it used to be called IDM, before <laughs> EDM, was gonna say. it was IDM. Do you know what, instead of, because I mean, they branded it as an intelligence dance intelligent. music. Do you know what it really should have been? Internet dance music. <laughs> Internet dance music, very much so. Because <laughs> that would be the umbrella term for Easily, that yeah. whole but, experimental uh, stuff. But I always found that fascinating, that <clears> because of the smaller audience, it kind of meant for a more fertile scene. You yeah. couldn't avoid someone making uh, hard style or... With kilt. Yeah, with kilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then you'd get someone just going, bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, yeah. Bleep. Ooh, I, I mean, that's it's... Good. That was a good melody. I'll have to keep that. Oh, right. i have to keep that for myself. Nice. Um, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the fertile ground in electronic. So... We've kind of mumbled around as as usual. I'm not. Uh, That's how conversations go. Yeah, I've heard this that yeah. conversations. You know, you've you had many. I, I had a couple <laughs> once. What, a couple once. Yeah. Two conversations in one go. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. No, I've I've done Sorry. all the different different. I've had three way conversations. I've had. Um, Male, male, female conversations. <laughs> female, female, male. I've all, all the porg. Wait, no, that's. I'm proud else. of you. You're very open. <laughs> that's something else. I've been, I've been dominated in a conversation. Just, just talked at. <laughs> conversations with I've, animals. I've been cuckold. Very one-sided. I have been a cuck in a conversation. Just two people talking, and I can't get in. I just have to watch. I'm just watching the conversation happen. Oh, God. I really want to be part of this conversation, <laughs> but I'm intimidated. You're more intelligent than me. God damn it. So what's, what's next for Chipsel? Oh, God. Um, this is always the most terrifying question. Um, so I'm wrapping up uh, Dicey Dungeons at the moment. Um, Which is with Terry Cavana. Terry Cavana, yeah. Cavana. Cavana. Kavana, Coco Kavana. Yeah, see, there's always a bit of Calypso in me. I can't help it. But you made Super Hexagon together. <coughs> Super Hexagon's probably like if if someone at home wants yeah. a starting point a with starting you, point. it's probably Super Hexagon. Yes. But 
there's definitely extremities in your work with yeah. Ember Stellaria being more ambient. Big ambient. girl music. <laughs> it is, it's definitely more cinematic. It's, it's yeah. definitely more... But with uh, snares, sound fonts and stuff thrown I, into it. Actually, that was something I wanted to ask about. Yeah. So, somebody makes a soundtrack for a movie, yeah? Mm -hmm. You've got, right, hey, Chipsel, mm -hmm. this is the uh, love scene. Mm -hmm. They're going to, they're gonna, she's going to cry, <laughs> he's going to cry, and then they're going to kiss. Yeah. And this is going to take space two minutes. Yeah. You've got two minutes to... Make that, that. make but the magic. But that piece of music only has to be heard for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a game, yeah, right, you, we're gonna, you need to make the battle music. Yes. And this is gonna loop hundreds of times depending on how good that player is. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that speaks to what you're writing? It definitely puts more demand on your ability to, how would you put it? The music I started writing, like from the get-go, was very like in your face. It was like, I have emotions and feelings, listen. Um, there's a, with with um, the digital nature of what you're making, mm. there is a little harsher, brittler, mm. just general sound to things anyway. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of have to really pull back and bring your ideas down to kind of like the most basic form where it's not so intrusive. So it's kind of like if you have like this idea, you have to try and like strip it back to like the bare minimum to just get like the point across. At least that's how I would usually do it. Mm. Um, there's one thing I'm working on right now, which I really wish I could talk about, but I can't. But you can't. It's not going to be announced for like a couple of months, but it's very exciting. <laughs> um, and it's uh, that's kind of what I've 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 uh, learned with that is that it's like I'll come up with like one little idea, and then it's basically you want to create like just tension with that one idea. So you kind of so if it's just one little simple melody, you're basically dragging it out mm. for like. 16, 32, whatever, bars. Um, and one thing I like to do, which is uh, kind of like, <clears throat> comes from my love for like trance music, is kind of like always be kind of hinting at like that thing throughout. And then mm -hmm. there's just that one little part in it where you have that release. Mm. And then so the rest of it is all tension and then you come back and it's the that one little bit is what the player wants to hear. Yeah. But they have to listen to the rest of it before they get that little bit. That bit? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does, it does. We, um, in uh, Quarantine Circular, which is a soundtrack I did for uh, basically a text adventure. Mm, nice. But there was a really tense strings, like, jung, 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 buildy thing. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it as a four minute piece and it built to crescendo, stopped. Mm -hmm. But then we had to basically give the player control of the building tension. If they mm. were a slow reader, mm -hmm. that tension, like... <laughs> really slow tension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so bits came in Just related to... <laughs> but different layers came in as they <clears throat> progressed through right. the conversation and such. So it was really odd to... I've watched people play the game on Twitch and it's like, my God, this guy is reading so slowly. Yeah. This, this piece, of, this this one string sound that we've got right now. Come, mm. just move on, move on. It's so <laughs> odd to with gaming to some of that uh, control to be handed mm. over, not just to the developer, but to the player. Yeah. You trust the player. I mean, that's the worst thing about audio is that you'll sit 
and uh, critique all your work and be like, oh my God, this oh, it needs to be, and, uh, but very, other people, very little other people notice. Yeah. And that's kind of audio in a nutshell is if you do a really good job, if you do a really good job with the music, they will feel something. Uh, if you do the really, a really good job with like all the sound designing parts and like the sound effects and things like that, nobody notices. Yeah, yeah. They'll know if it's bad, mm. but they won't know if it's good. Do you know? <laughs> no, no, definitely. Like that it is, it is, I suppose, true of, of most things. Mm, like, yeah. Bad writing jumps out bef- mm. far, far more obviously than, than adequate, mm. you know? Another fun thing about doing music for games, especially mobile games, is that you do all this work and then you know for a fact that there are people that are just going to go, mute. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I feel, I feel bad. Mute music. So I uh, do a lot of my listening while playing. So, yeah. so I just feel bad every time. I know I'm, I'm playing a video game. Someone spent time on this <coughs> yet. But generally, I'll, I'll give most games a listen through mm-hmm. as I play, and then yeah. the next time. And then throw the music up. Mute. Spotify. Especially like <laughs> with indie kind of roguelikes and games that yeah. stand repeating play. Well, this is, I mean, all of this comes around as well to the importance of uh, your audio engine and audio implementation and mm. creating an interactive space for all the musical pieces to have a place without it being intrusive. Mm. Uh, this, I mean, chiptune do- doesn't generally fall into this realm. Like, you're not going to be like, walk over to the mountain and suddenly <laughs> chiptune <Chip> beats. <laughs> but um, for that more, you know, for the more cinematic and um, whatever you want to call like music that's not chiptune. <laughs> Just other, <laughs> other, just, just Misc- rubbish. Let's just call it rubbish. It's yeah. fine. Um, I don't know, like atmospheric or whatever. You can sort of depending on how the player plays, mm. then you can introduce new things, and then I would say people are less likely to like turn music off or whatever for that. So yeah, yeah. implementation is a big deal. Um, something I kind of need to learn about, to be honest, <laughs> uh, which is proving to be obvious over time. I feel like I feel like we've covered everything. Mm. Brexit, Egyptian, yeah, but we did games. the we glazed Brexit, but <laughs> I feel like that's what they're doing anyway. <laughs> They've been just glazing over it. I think uh, they're current, Brexit, currently Brexit. treating Brexit like homework. Oh God! It's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow night. I'll yeah, do, do yeah. it tomorrow night. No, no, but no. it's got to be in on Friday. Yeah, I'll yeah. be fine. I'll stay up. Yeah, Brexit's the shambles. Like my dissertation. Yes, when I wrote it is. my dissertation the night before. Okay. Yeah. Fine. There's a typo. I still got there. first honor. <laughs> I got first yeah. with mine as well. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But like, there's well, a t- maybe we were right to do it that way. <laughs> but um, there's a typo on the first line. Uh, the very first line. Is it your name? <laughs> no, thankfully, Daniel. Daniel is a river in Egypt. Oh my Dan, god. Dan the sock. I don't think a dad would have even made that joke. That was bad. What, the sock one? My one. Because your one. second name is Lissac, obviously. Lissac. That's my real <laughs> second name, honestly. Don't ask my mum. I used to lie as a little, as like a teenager. I'd mm. give myself mm. like crazy middle names. I haven't got a middle name. Oh, so right. if anyone asked. Yeah. Like I, my uh, brother's dad's surname is Chivers. 
Chivers. Chivers. So cool. I used to use that as my middle name sometimes. Dan Chivers. What's your middle name? Mm -hmm. Chivers. Just, yeah. Why is that? <laughs> For years, I was Xavier at one point. Ah, nice. Exotic. I, my teens were very much about yeah. lying to people about <laughs> everything to avoid getting to know them. But that's nice. probably... A, right, we're getting into some real shit whole here. other Tell podcast. Tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I talked to... Um, Again, to bring up Pip, he's, he's going to pop up in this podcast a lot. It's mm. just my creative world takes 10 years <coughs> with him. Mm. But I talked to him yesterday to say, what if I get stuck? And what if the guest's shit? He was like, Sorry. childhood. Just ask Ch about the childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Did you just say, so what was it like growing up? And it just, uh, yeah, most people will just talk shit for 20 minutes about that. <laughs> to be fair, Sorry. he actually, I'm making him sound like more curmudgeonly than he actually said it. That was more of a positive. Yeah. No, it's just, you know, it's not yeah. everyone's shared experience, yada, yada. Yeah. But yeah, I like making him sound like he's more glib than he actually is. <laughs> Shit on. <laughs> just bullying him. Just a bit of childhood. Ugh. Right, you got anything to plug? Um... Dicey Dungeons. Dicey Dungeons which coming is soon. Super fun, yeah. Um, I mean, I love Terry Kavanagh games, um, and uh, I loved V. I hear he likes chips or music. Really, so. Yeah, he does. He really likes chip tune. Yeah. I was like, how about this? Like something kind of different. And he's like, mm, no, I don't like it. <laughs> I was it's like, not you. And then I would send him something else, and then I would send him chip tune, and he'd be like, yes, <laughs> this one, this one. I like this one, and I was like. God damn it, I need to show my audience I've grown. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. Don't grow. Don't grow, they don't want to know. But it kind of works in a way. I mean, it's just going to have like chiptune bangers. We already have an article where someone is just like, um, the music doesn't fit the game. And I was like, well, we didn't like you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting a free key. Oh, God. <laughs> Who doesn't like, love a chiptune banger? Like Chris. It's like, <laughs> you're just one dude, sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you? You look. Four years old. We chose to create this and we chose to put it in the world. <laughs> Don't like the music. Yeah. Mute it then, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yep, Dice Dungeons. I wish I could plug the other thing, but just know that it's very exciting. It's, it's a, a very exciting announcement coming in the next few months. Um, I would like to believe that I will get something of my own out this year. Nice. But I feel like I promise that every year, and then I like someone emails me with like, "Hey, do you want to do thing?" And I'm like, "Yes, I would love to do." So thing. I, I kind of forced myself to do it last year. Mm. I had this gap. I was a bit moody, mm. and I had like two month gap between things. And uh, my partner just said, "Just make an album," mm. and I had 63 days. Nice. And I wrote, recorded. So it was 11 tracks. The one track on the album was actually 10 years old, mm. but everything else was written and recorded. Yeah, but you in. did it. Yeah, yeah. Mastered mix. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Shoddy artwork. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, sometimes you have to force yourself. You do, you do. Definitely as you find different things, you mm. know, different sounds. Yeah. And sometimes you you do need to tell your audience to fuck off. <laughs> like this was for me. Like if you wanna buy it, that's fine. If you like it, mm. but don't be offended that I didn't make that yes. sound. Yes. Know. I, I mean, so one 
thing that I think I'll probably do just for the sake of my own sanity is just start releasing singles mm -hmm. because that seems to be the way now. Modern world, isn't yes. it? Yes. Modern world. It's like you got to constantly be putting content out yeah, in the world and content. stuff. And it's frustrating. What's it's... your Twitter content? What's your Instagram <laughs> content? What's your creational content? Mm, you have it's... to stretch yourself in so many different I know. places now. It's like the perks of not being uh, under a label or whatever are mm. great and wonderful. That's what I mean. Like, wouldn't change it. No but at the same time, that you have to feed yeah. before you can put something. I out. would like to see something similar to a label, but not so corporate. Like mm. someone that will just be like, kind of check in and just go, "Do you need anything? Do you need me to reach out to people? Whatever." Like yeah. a, a very indie sort of like label. Just just having someone to go swing your dick yeah. around for you. Like, exactly. Look at this. You yeah, know, yeah. That having a other a body other than yourself telling the world how good you are. Yes. Is amazing. That would be very handy. I mean, I mean, and then my, I mean, the way it just ended up is that my Twitter is just me like shit posting and posting pictures of my cat just for the sake of original content. Content, it's content like, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't change it again. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> I've got a cat, so I go with shop windows. Nice. Oh, look at this thing I saw in a shop window. Look at that. Look at, that. <laughs> look at got, this person, lol. <laughs> I've got a phone full of just shop windows <laughs> wow. for those days when I haven't got a bit of content. Nice. Or my partner's cat. Her cat's Do amazing. It. He's Do very fat. It. There you go. It's content. He's, he's good for You don't need likes. to write albums. No. Just yeah, post just the pictures of the cat. Just got to monetize the cat. Yeah. All you need to do is like, basically, you know, like Twitter is just a way to be like, I am still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I exist. Yeah. I didn't die. I will make music <laughs> soon. I am making music. It's like any time that I put something out, it tends to be on YouTube because I'm not really um, active on YouTube because YouTube is trash. Let's just accept it. YouTube is trash. Just, like, I mean, there's a lot of sweet comments and stuff under there, obviously, too. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Thank you. But like, I don't interact because as soon as you interact, that's when things just I, I've got a I super secret like ambient project that ah. only exists on YouTube. Ooh. And uh, it's... You Banksy. <laughs> I'm Banksy. I'm the Banksy, Banksy of music. Of ambient. <laughs> um, and there's now, it's probably about 16 hours worth of music on there mm. of, of just ambient stuff I've written nice. over time and it annoys me. It's got like 22 subscribers yet mm. it gets more comments than yeah, yeah. me, the yes. actual me. And it's like, guys, yeah. guys, I've been working years on this Dan Lassac thing yep. and now you're, you're paying, you randoms are paying more attention to name redacted. On, it's like, yeah. but YouTube's a weird place. It is. I put like, so just, on the, the content thing, I posted uh, the Interstellaria soundtrack. She paused then because two dogs walked I past. I did, yeah, sorry. They were really cute. They were cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <coughs> I posted about the Interstellaria soundtrack and I was like, this is two years of my life. I've suffered for this soundtrack. Please listen to it. And then like, I posted a picture of my cat upside down like two days later and it got, it got more likes. Like double likes. I was yeah. like, Buh -buh. The world. But it's... <laughs> The, the big key to remember with social networking and all that, mm. it's not your audience's fault. When no, they don't no, respond. not at all. You know, it's just one of those things. There's, there's that Who algorithm like at play mm -hmm. to, and it, it's the, just, just that nature of things like 
Yeah. It wants to show it wants to show you what you like and everyone likes yeah. cats. It's it's definitely something I've had to come to terms with in a post Scroobius Pip yeah. down the sack life. Because you know, there was a time when if I put we put something on YouTube it was guaranteed tens or hundreds of thousands of views. Mm-hmm. And now it's like yeah, if I get 500, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm a big boy Maybe. now. <laughs> you know, and it's definitely like, it's just the nature of it. It's not, it's not your fault as a creator. Thank you. I know, it's, Good it's Will Hunting. terrible. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like understanding that yes. the world is moving at a, is. a pace. and. But that's, I mean, that's, oh, that's what I was going to say about YouTube is that uh, anytime I upload anything, like a new body of work or whatever, people are just like, yay, Chipsol's not dead. Yay, Chipsol's <laughs> still making music and all stuff. And like, I get comments. Next album title, Chipsol's not dead. <laughs> that would be so popular. Like, Jellisol is dead. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, and like, even under Instagram, like, people just being like, you know, if I post like a, I don't know, a modular noodle. session or a something. A modular noodle. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even get into modular noodles. Modular noodles. That's the genre. I don't Is know it? if it exists, but it's definitely... Spaghetti how, synths. If, uh, <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, modular synths are, are basically, if you imagine a synthesizer, imagine anything in your house and break that down into the component parts. So your microwave, you could have a dial mm-hmm. to put the time in that mm-hmm. has a little bell, mm-hmm. or you could have a beep boop boop to put the yeah. time in. Yeah, modular synths are like <laughs> right well i want the dial mm-hmm. with a dinger yeah, yeah but then i want the readout to be digital mm. and mm-hmm. the the spinny thing on the inside yeah to be an octagon and i want the buttons to control the spinny thing on the inside yeah. and the dial to d- like control the anything you can break down into parts yeah. but synthesis wise that was such a bad explanation of modular synthesis <laughs> I, I do. I think I've got a better one in me, but it's I like just, a just telephone, a telephone thingy. Telephone exchange. There you go. Yeah. You're plugging. You're plugging. You're going. Okay. Here's the sign source. Put that through uh, to an Dave amplifier. In Trigger the amplifier by. This. <laughs> so Dave in accounts is the yeah, amplifier. Yeah, Dave in accounts. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, it's like a this cor- is Cheryl corporation. From HR it's a sign wave, <laughs> and you give putting Cheryl in Dave. That's dirty. Come down. I think that's a good point to end. Dave and Cheryl, they actually had kids. Good luck to them. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. And, uh, thank you, you for know, having me. I don't know how well this recorded or anything, but, you know, I think we got, got a good hour as well. Boom! That was good. Did you, did you enjoy that? I didn't say this at the start. But as that was the first one, I was so nervous. I was like genuinely, genuinely uncomfortable right at the start. So I think I think you can hear it in there. You know, I think you can hear that first 10 minutes where, 10, 15 minutes where I lean hard into the technical because it's an area I'm really safe knowledge base wise and I can ask questions about. But hopefully, you can hear it around the time we make fart noises and stuff that I've started to relax and all that shenanigans. Uh, but yeah, chipsall.co.uk is, is the place to, to find Chipsall stuff. Dicey Dungeons, Super Hexagon, all that good stuff's on Steam and 
or whatever platform, just Google it. Why am I telling you? Just Google it. But yeah, next week's guest, these are all gonna come out in order of recording from now on, just so I don't have to think about it. Um, but yeah, next time, electronic musician, used to be part of a duo, uh, don't wanna give too much away, but they may or may not have had a swear word in their name, I know. Fucking edgy, you know what I mean? We're getting dark up in here. Um, hit me up on Patreon, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram if you want any of them. I'm always there. I'm self employed, so I'm pretty much in front of a computer most of the day. Come say hello and thank you again, again for spreading the word. Like, you don't understand how blown away I am by the reception to episode one and I hope you feel the same way about episode two. Have a good noise. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.